Welcome back, folks, to The Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Ojimbo fan podcast. My name is Ed Moore. I am your host. And there will be spoilers as the book is Usagi Ojimbo Volume 3 from Dark Horse Comics, Issue 40, cover dated August 2000. The story is Grass Cutter 2 Journey to Atsuta Shrine. And this is the first chapter A Whisper of Wings. If you need to get in touch, you can tweet me at Teal, T-E-A-L Productions. Usagi Ojimbo Dojo and the Usagi Ojimbo fa- uh, fan page are the Facebook pages that I post on. BigTimeNoise.com slash Rabbit is the website where I post the episodes. And Usagi Podcast at gmail.com is the email address. So, in this story, the Dramatis Personae, either in person or in name, include... Miyamoto Usagi, our protagonist, Genosuke, Sanshobo, Senzo, the Niko Ninja, and the Komori Ninja, Shizu, Kagamura, Shubai, and Takio are all Niko Ninjas. And also we have reference to Lord Hikiji. Now the story opens, the first six pages of our story is a tale, an update, mission update, being given to... Kagamaru and Chiza by an underling Takeo involving the ninja Shubai, who is the mission primary. And Takeo is trailing him, shadowing him to make sure that nothing happens. It's kind of his protector to ensure the success of the mission. Although Tekio is trying to hang back so that Shubai doesn't know he's there. So perhaps Chizu and Kegamaru are concerned of Shubai's loyalty. And so they're having him watched. But we see that Shubai is going through much effort to not be followed, to not be found out, but to return to the um, headquarters of the Nico Ninja. But all along... Until finally he is caught up by a creature uh, finds him. Shubai and this creature fight, but Shubai loses his life as the creature finally overpowers and breaks his neck. We have a Stansakai death's head, but it's not the normal skeletal death's head. It's a ninja mask clad skeletal death head which I guess is a different death head because he was a ninja than if it had just been a regular brigand or somebody like that. Takeo is suspicious because several times this creature acts like it's hunting or trying to determine for sure that something is there, but it it never does. But Takeo is convinced that the creature suspicions that it's being watched, it's being followed, but it doesn't ever know for sure because it never acts that way. Uh, but it does get the body of Shubai and takes it back to a hut in the forest where the eight conspirators met um, during the initial grass cutter storyline. The impetus uh, for the antagonistic side, actually, of the initial grass cutter storyline. Uh, this creature that Takeao has been following that killed Shubai is called a Kitanamono, and Tekiao relates that he found out it's a member of a remote mountain people and servant of the witch who was employed by the eight conspirators. And for those of you 
new uh, who are not familiar with the original grass cutter storyline it is in the 12th trade of the the original 12th trade of the usagi series it has been reprinted multiple times actually most recently it's been printed along with this story reprinted rather grass cutter 2 grass cutter 1 and 2 uh, together in a limited edition bound volume uh, so that is the most recent reprinting but if you just look up grass cutter um, you'll get all kinds of on google you'll get all kinds of links for amazon and ebay and you know sales places where you can buy any number of um, editions and volumes reprinting the grass cutter initial trade paperback printing so finally we are at the actual current scene uh, which as i said is a meeting of shizu the niko ninja lead kagamaru her number one and takeo who has returned from a mission and they are hunting uh, the sword that was the hero's uh, quest object, object de quest, I guess, of the original Grass Cutter storyline. Uh, it fell out of knowledge. It was hidden. Uh, but the Nico Ninja want to find it because the lord under which they serve, uh, long, long armedly, or uh, they, they are uh, not strongly serving, but. Uh, it's they okay. Chizu doesn't trust Lord Hikiji, but the Nico Ninja do serve him, so that's that's the nature of the relationship. Chizu feels that Hikiji, once he gets the sword, will be more problematic than he is now, and so she is determined to find the sword. And at this point in the story, we don't know what. Uh, we will find out here in another couple issues, you know, what her plan is should the Nico Ninja or when the Nico Ninja acquire said sword. Uh, it's a mystical, god killing, all powerful kind of sword, kind of akin to, let's say, uh, Excalibur from the Arthurian mythos, that kind of sword. So they're trying to uh, locate it. That was part of Shubai's mission. He had tracked down the, the, the track of the sword, let's say, the path that the sword had traveled to uh, this area that also had this hut where the eight conspirators met previously. And he was returning to relay that he had been able to track the sword down at least to that location and was um, uh, killed, I guess, was stopped, waylaid by this katana mono. Uh, and so that's where we at, where we are at, excuse me. Uh, during the discussion here, we see that Chizu is referred to as Kashira, which is chief. After Takano is dismissed, Takeo is dismissed, excuse me. Chizu and Kagamaru uh, discuss back and forth. We find that perhaps Kagamaru sees things more in line of Lord Hikiji than Chizu. Uh, he makes that known. Chizu is aware of that and so i think that at this point her trust in his motives diminishes but not as it pertains to him being a ninja of the nico clan because she still entrusts with him knowledge and here in a little bit a lead of a mission and then we find out even a little further along here in the story and i say this because i've read um the first three parts 
of this so far here right now last night so a uh, little foreshadowing there i guess so they're deciding what to do um we have the word shogun given and defined by mr sakai as the military dictator as they're discussing things they're talking they get up wander outside and Chizu notices that blood is dripping off the eave of the porch onto some rocks you know out front here and she tracks it back jumps up on the roof of the meeting place with Kagamaru and we find that it is Takeo who has been cut to shreds Kagamaru says there's no one around but Chizu says listen and as they're quiet they hear wings and Chizu identifies them as bat wings more than likely as a member of the komori ninja uh surreptitiously got in perhaps overheard their discussion more than likely killed takeo and it kind of um fortifies in chizu that something must be done and at this point not that we are aware per, per anything she does or says but i think for me, as far as the story goes, in her mind, it solidifies what the Nico Ninja now must do because things are kind of ratcheting up as far as the um, the danger and the importance of this sword as perhaps multiple ent entities have uh, been on the search and they're starting to narrow down to where they believe the sword is, which is kind of interesting to me because in the original Grasscutter storyline, the initial parts, there didn't seem to be that much searching for it. I guess because it had been truly lost to antiquity and no one really knew. But then as it turned up and these various political, military uh, entities found that the sword actually did exist and wasn't just a part of myth, that they um, decided you know, that they wanted it and here it was and it existed and we'll get it and then it disappears. So now that they know that it truly does exist, they haven't given up on it as perhaps it had initially been done because of the um, initial life that the, the sword had led. We cut to Usagi and Genosuke and Senshobo as they're in a they're in a, a hut. Um, let me flip back here. I don't quite remember. They're all together somewhere. It, uh, they're they're at the temple that uh, Senshobo is the head priest over, which is where the initial grass cutter storyline pretty much ended. It ended there at that at that temple. So after. Some wanderings and whatnot. These uh, people, Usagi and Genosuke and Senshobo, have gotten back together and they are now here at this temple. Usagi is um, drawing a map of how they should go to get to the Atsuta shrine because Usagi's plan is to take the sword, which is at this temple, and hide it in plain sight because the Atsuta Shrine is a shrine to the sword, and there is a mock of the sword there. And so Usagi's plan is, and it's it's always been there. As long as this temple has been there, this mock-up of the sword has been there, and everyone knows that it's a, it's a fake. So Usagi's plan is to take the real, substitute it for the fake, and at this shrine, leave the real sword there for a variety of reasons. People 
um, already know that the sword is there, but n now it will be the real. But also because of the the place, power, prestige that this shrine has, it's felt that it would truly be a you know a really bold person that would tamper with seemingly destroy this shrine in order to get it and that is you know there he's kind of counting on the power of um well the power of of reverence i guess that that'd be like us you know say uh someone breaking into uh, a, a catholic breaking into the vatican to steal something and destroying the 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 church that's there at the vatican or so i i would imagine you know it would be something very similar you'd be really having to trample on a lot of things you believed in in order to do that and so you're just relying on the fact that n people just typically wouldn't do that so they're hatching hatching out a plan uh in the map there are two possible routes Usagi wants to take one Genosuke, the other Genosuke wants to take the more socially acceptable route so that he can stop at the inns and the the, the, the taverns and, the, you know, he can enjoy life while he's going. Usagi wants to take a more circuitous, dangerous, lesser traveled, um, less populated route in an effort to not be waylaid, not be seen or encountered by anyone uh, and possibly giving away, you know, ultimately what they're doing. Uh, Senshobo is not sure, so they all sleep on it. Senshobo is awakened by a bad dream, but we don't see what that dream is. We're, we're not shown, but he is shown to be in quite a bit of distress. Next morning they awake, they acquire the sword, which the priest had hidden in a well. Um, Genosuke is taken aback because, of course, well is water, and water and metal don't, you know, typically mix very well, particularly over long periods of time. Uh, but the history of the sword uh, indicates that nah, water isn't probably going to be a problem. It was lost originally way, way back in antiquity. Uh, it was lost after an oceanic battle of factions fell into the ocean uh, and was lost to to history there. So Senshobo figures, well, if, you know, for thousands of years it can live under the ocean, eh, a little bit of time in the bottom of my well isn't going to hurt it. All of which, um, th that entire story isn't relayed to Genosuke, just the, the high points, uh, which kind of tells me that Genosuke has no knowledge, really, of this particular mythology around the sword, uh, which is kind of curious, I guess, because everyone seems to know about this story. They have encountered aspects of it somewhere, so it's one of those great, great myths of Japan, the history of Grasscutter. Uh, we see as Usagi and Senshobo and Genosuke are heading out that Senshobo sends Senzo off with all the other priests to the next temple. Uh, they're going to leave this temple and lock it up. They, uh, so the, the priests are one group. The other group is just Usagi, Senshobo, Genosuke with the grass cutter. So they lock things up. They head out. Um, I would think that we're meant to assume that later that night, the Nico Ninjas show up, having located the temple. Uh, that it is, you know, rumored, suspicioned, whatever. I, I kind of question that it is definitely known, but the the path
path of the sword grass cutter goes through this temple. So they are here, you know, tracing the path. They enter the temple in force. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, fifteen ninja at least on one panel, I'm shown. But they have completely surrounded the temple and then they go in. So there's probably, you know, who knows, 20, 30, 40 ninja, including Shizu and uh, Kegamaru. They go in, they search around. Uh, we are given the words Kashira and Chunin. Chunin is executive officer, uh, second in command. Uh, number one, if you're a Star Trek fan, etc., etc., first mate, you know. So they look around and they find that they don't find the sword. However, in looking through, and this is this is kind of interesting, in looking through uh, the garbage heap, they found the map that Usagi had drawn, but it had been burnt and torn up in an attempt to destroy it, but not completely so. So the Nika Ninja are able to uh, gather the pieces, put them together, and suss out the missing parts so that in their mind they can look at this entire map. And they too see that there are two routes chosen. Uh, they don't know which route was taken. Um, we do, having been in the room with Usagi, um, Senshobo, and Genosuke. They're, they're going to take the less traveled mountain route that Usagi suggested because that was ultimately the route Senshobo felt was the best uh, as he would have been the tiebreaker, right? Usagi would have picked one route, Genosuke the other. So the third man picks picks the route. He's the deciding vote. Uh, so Kegamaru and Shizu decide to break up their forces um, Chizu will take the mountain route with her group of ninjas. Uh, Kagamaru will take the coastal route, which is where it turns out. I don't know if I said it was coastal, but it, it's a coastal route um, to the shrine at, at Suta Shrine. Uh, we'll take his group of ninjas. But before they can deploy and start on their mission, they are attacked by the Komore ninja demanding the sword. A short battle uh, ensues in which I really think the Komori ninja had the upper hand, um, but they they run off. The, the Komori ninja leave because they realize that the Nico ninja do not have the sword, so they're not any better off by fighting them. The ninja divide up, head out their separate ways, and then on the final page we have uh, multiple panels as we zoom in from, you know, a picture of the mountain and forest to a panel of the forest brushy uh, elevation. Zoom in further to a panel of the path coming toward us with tiny little figures talking in the distance. And then the final two-third page panel is Usagi, Genosuke, Senshobo uh, questing, walking down the path as we, as we will. Uh, several Tokage here playing. Uh, Genosuke being very suspicious, uh, he says, I hate beautiful days. They always change for the worse as he's looking over his shoulder back down the path that the three men have just traveled. And the issue ends there. So that is the first chapter of the Grasscutter 2 storyline. I believe it's going to be, uh, there was a prologue uh, last episode and uh, I believe it's going to be six chapters. So there's the first. Next time out, the grand list says that I will be talking about the 
uh, current volume, volume four, issue nine of Usagi Yojimbo. So that's what is up for next episode. The episode after will be the next chapter of Grass Cutter 2 for those of you that are inclined to skip. But, I mean, I wouldn't because I'm an Usagi fan and I hope that you are too and you listen to each episode because now there are three different segments that I'm talking about. These uh, back issues, the current volume, and most recently the color classics which are talking about stories from way back uh, that I also have talked about but I have talked about them uh, what nine years eight nine years ago so uh, this will be an opportunity for me um, to have new takes based on you know what I know and and what I have learned and everything like that so hopefully the color classic even though I've already talked about those stories talking about them this time will be a little different uh, plus I decided to because I thought that that would be a uh, an easy place for people to start who are not familiar with Usagi uh, between the color classics and the current volume you know you're you're kind of doing double duty there I hope I, that that's what's in my head anyways uh, you guys that listen will be the ultimate determinant of if that's how it works out or not so all that rambling aside, that is Chapter 1 for Grass Cutter 2. Next episode is Issue 9 of the current volume. I'll talk to you guys then. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives 3.0, Unported License.